Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. He didn't screw up the intro this time. It's not like we rehearsed it at all ahead of time. <laughs> uh, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different than oh. previous episodes. There's going to be a little bit of news at the beginning. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about a... Uh, Story that's already happened, so this isn't going to be okay. recent news. I don't, I'm pretty sure you don't know anything about it, so it's still oh, a uh, making assumptions already. I mean, I'm I'm down with the community. I'm I'm a gamer. Sure, what's been going on? <laughs> okay, well first first let's get over, get some news news out of the way. So this week they officially announced the eight Overwatch League expansion teams. Okay, and well, we not, knew that some were. So some had been Overseas rumored, or, and a yeah. couple had had been officially announced already, but eight. now all eight are official. Okay. And so we don't know anything about their team names or their colors or who's playing on them yet. Just all locations. that stuff is under the wraps still. Mm-hmm. Uh, the signing period for expansion teams, I think, starts September 10th and is open through October. And then once that ends, the... Teams that aren't the expansion teams have from October till November to sign people. Like when you say signing, like they're looking at professional gamers, or can I be like, hey, I want to try out? Are they going to have tryouts in the cities? Some some teams are just like, hey, come try out. But in general, they're looking for professional because all this the existing teams have let go or re-signed all the players they Uh, want to keep and things like that. Random question, actually. Okay. How much does it pay, do you think, to be a professional gamer for a professional team? <sighs> that so the buy-in for the first season uh-huh. was twenty million. Like a company to sponsor a team or make a team uh-huh. had to put twenty million into the league. Okay. Um that doesn't necessarily go towards the players. That doesn't so. doesn't really like go to the players. Okay. Um I uh, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, do players get paid individually or is it like everybody on this team gets paid like 50K or something? I think I don't know if there's actual salary negotiations or things like that. Uh, if players are paid differently. Okay. I do know there's this, the stage wins and the final playoff wins Give had me. a prize pool that did yeah. go um, get split mm-hmm. amongst the players. But that I don't. That's obviously not their only source of money. Got it. Yeah. Sorry about the tangent. Just thinking about like <laughs> Harvey Z's career future in the corporate world versus maybe Harvey Z needs to go straight to the top at being a gamer. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I can look into it, but I don't know off the top of my head. So the eight expansion teams uh, that were announced, they're going to be. There's three in China. Uh, that I'm going to pronounce wrong. It's Chengdu, Hangzhou, and Guangzhou okay. are the three cities. Are uh, they? And right now, there's only one team in China. The yes, Shanghai there's Dragons. the Shanghai Dragons. But now they're adding three more teams. Yeah, probably geographically distributed. And very- I have I, surprised that they don't have like a Beijing team. I don't know, but okay. that's what they came up with. Um, those are the three cities in China. I know. The Chinese market has been big for Overwatch League. Uh, like, there's been a lot of people. Because three from China out of the eight—that's that's, that's a, less than half, but more than a yeah. quarter. Yeah, people were expecting another Korean team, but it seems like one of the three Chinese teams outbid them, or whatever oh. we think. 
Okay. Uh, I say we like I'm part of some I mean international the Overwatch now. cabal that has its fingers <laughs> in all the pies. <laughs> no, I this is just speculation. So, okay. but they were expecting a Busan team and it turned for Korea and it turned out it didn't happen. Um, so there's one European new European team. Let me guess. So it's gonna be big European country. Okay, the obvious choice is somewhere in the UK, but I, I'm going to say it's not in the UK. It's in, there's already a London team. Yeah, and it would be like an Ireland or something. No, you want to go big money market. Two choices, Germany or France. You are correct. Paris. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Harvey Z. I know. <laughs> I know things. Yeah, so Paris is the, the one European team, and people are a little upset there weren't more Europe. European because there's a lot of European players in the Overwatch League too um but the problem is the Overwatch League airs at a very awkward time for Europeans Uh uh-huh because it starts at 7 p.m eastern which would make it midnight in UK and like two or three in the morning once you get further into Europe the further east you go yeah so it's hard for them to watch it because it's early and either very early in the morning or whatever and the games will all be played in the u.s right now right for now yeah yeah at least uh, through the next year wow so they're thinking about the money and the politics all from the beginning okay um and then so there's the other four are all north american teams there's canadian Two Canadian and two U.S. teams. Are there any Canadian teams already? No. no. So, hey, yeah. Canadians. Yeah, Canadians Welcome. have been added. Uh, the two big cities, Toronto and Vancouver. Ah, and uh, one on the east and one on the west, west coast. coast. Nice. Yeah. And then the other two American cities are D.C. and Atlanta. Woot. Yep. East coast. Best east coast. coast. Mm, that's not how it goes. No, I mean, it doesn't. Just because West rhymes with best it's, doesn't mean that that is any reason to create. Uh, well, it's East Coast Beast Coast, right? Where the beast? I never heard East Coast Beast Coast. <laughs> beast Coast. That just makes it sound like we didn't know how to say best, <laughs> and we're settling for beast. <laughs> oh, we're the beast. It's East Coast Beast Coast. This is a thing. I don't know. Okay, I'm making it a thing, man. Okay, this is it's a thing. This is now. happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that I'm I'm excited for the DC team. Okay, cool. I gotta have a hometown team to root for. Ah, and Atlanta. I mean ATL, but dirty, dirty South. But why Atlanta? Not like I, I think it depends on the people that put in the money. You know, fair. It's all about Atlanta-based that. company puts in. Yeah, the I know money we mentioned I think in the, past, the like Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. I'm surprised there wasn't a Chicago team this year because apparently. Chicago was in the running to be the 13th team on the original season, but they declined it because they wanted to keep it at 12 and keep an even number for the yeah. first season. You would think that they'd go back to them. But, no. but apparently either they didn't want to continue or they changed their mind or they were outbid this time or whatever. And so this means we're probably they're going to have. I mean, this is a lot of teams. They have to add new players. So more people get a shot at being professional gamers. Right. And they're also lowering. Well, so it hasn't been officially announced yet, but a rumor from the guy that rumored the cities to begin with is that they're lowering the number of games to- total in the season from 40 to 28. Because I was wondering of the about that because in, there's so many now people yeah. you have to play and will they, they'll probably have divisions or they, so they already have the Atlantic and Pacific division, but with 20 teams, I'm, 
I'm personally guessing that like the Atlantic and Pacific teams are going to be divided further. Yeah. And there'll be like five and five. So there'll be conferences or whatever you want to call it in the divisions. Just like the NFL does it with their. Yeah. I mean, almost every American sports uh, team does it. Not team, but league. Mm -hmm. Since it's primarily based out of. But I like that this has like an international flair to it. Yeah. Like much more so now. The Canadians. And I hope there's a team Mexico in the future as well. Again, it'll depend on it's it depends on the, the money. money. Yeah. Okay, so that was a, a quick Overwatch announcement because we're both into Overwatch, so that yeah. there'll be regular Overwatch League and Overwatch discussions probably on this podcast. Um, it's the one thing I know he actually like pays attention I do watch, to a little bit. I've started to get into esports. It's one way to get back into this whole make me a gamer kind of sense. Was like oh, watching like the. The finals of Overwatch on TV kind of brought me back into like, oh yeah, gaming is fun and it's competitive. And even though I'm not playing it, it's kind of fun to watch it again. Just like being in college and watching someone else play, waiting your turn like in Smash to play the next round or so. It was kind of a fun atmosphere and I was like, oh, good times. So the other announcement, not announcement, but news thing, uh, you're familiar with Hearthstone, right? Love Hearthstone. So Valve... The people behind Steam and Portal and uh-huh. Half Life and all those games, they've been annu- they've announced a while back that they're doing their own version of this of the oh, digital no. card game. Uh, they're calling it Artifact. And so this week they we're recording this Saturday, September eighth. So when I say this week, I yeah, mean the like- previous week, Labor Day week of uh, September. I don't know when this is going to come out yet. We're still working on uh, editing and getting technical everything difficulties. Set up. Yeah. So, Valve announced some new news, kind of came out with what's going mm-hmm. on. I don't think the a release date has been officially said yet, but... Artifact. Oh yeah, the name of the game is Artifact, and this week they came out with the pace uh, scheme for it. I say oh, no. scheme because... So, you're going to pay for the initial game, and you get two starter packs that everyone gets... Okay. And like, so everybody starts out equally. Yeah, well, you, and then you get eight random booster packs. Okay, this is like buying a deck in Magic or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, so yeah. You're, you're going to get starter packs that ev- two starter packs that are the same for everyone, and then mm-hmm. eight booster packs that'll give you a randomized. From that point on, there is no way to earn new cards by playing the game. You can only pay money to get new cards or trade trading online trading yeah so you'll be able to trade the cards through some sort of trading marketplace uh, but just like any physical collectible card game yeah. you're going to have to buy booster packs there's no way to earn them for free by playing the game this was the appeal of hearthstone to me back when i was like oh before i got addicted to it the way i got into it was like a loot crate box where they said here's a subscription to hearthstone sign up and use this code and you'll get a free like booster pack and i was like sure i'll give this a try didn't know at the time it was like only like four bucks or something but like hey somebody was giving me something for free sure i'll take a hit and so i ended up playing wait it. wait 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 wait. you realize what you just said right i mean i know exactly the connotations <laughs> here folks i mean i'm gonna pay money so i get something for free no that's not how it no, works no no it was they they gave me the first hit free they said oh you'll get a booster pack which when I signed up for the game, I learned like it's now like two ninety nine for it. But like back then, they gave me two. That's like five bucks worth. So it was a gift card for five bucks. But I signed up for it. I got my two free booster packs, which 
I could have just bought had I paid for the game and like bought the two booster packs for five bucks. But then I was like, oh, this is great. And then they had a system where if you played the game every month or so, you would get rewards, usually a card back and like one or two cards. But every week almost or every day you could play and like get little like dust and gold and stuff. And then you could purchase a pack for 150 gold coins, which wasn't that difficult. Maybe like a couple games of play. So it was definitely something where I know friends who've definitely played it without spending a cent on the game and they have competitive killer decks, but they took forever to do so. And each booster pack has usually like one rare in it. And the rare is the second tier. And then there's third and fourth like legendaries. Now they've actually modified the game to be if you get 10 booster packs, at least one in 10 should on average contain a legendary, which is even more like, wow, that's pretty fair. So like when I buy... 50 cards at a time because they will sell 50 for 50 bucks then i'm like oh each one is a dollar i'd save so much more money let me just buy 50 and then i'll get at least five legendaries and they'll often throw in hey if you do it pre pre-sale or so we'll give you an extra legendary so i totally bought into that model but it was the way that i stayed with that game and got hooked to it first before i was like too deep in was oh yeah i can just get a free booster pack every couple days because magic, I loved magic, but magic takes up a lot of your time and money. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's been kind of a point of contention among people. Because Did they, like, justify or say why they want to do it this way? Uh, I mean, PR speak. Just okay. Just kind of, and I'm, yeah, that's and the model we're going with. Artifact doesn't conjure up, like, a theme or what's the, in- they haven't, I don't have an incentive yet, but, like, Artifact, I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Robots. I'm, I'm not steampunk (laughs) like hearthstone also built on like world of warcraft so it had that lore and that hook for me of like yeah i have no idea what valve is doing with this i really haven't paid attention to it because (laughs) i just i don't care but it does hit me on my news front because that's a game that affects a game that i play which is hearthstone yeah i don't want like valve mucking up this idea and then suddenly hearthstone going oh we need to compete too like, no, they need to keep their free <laughs> shit going. I need those. I mean, I don't play as much, but I'm still dropping like huge amounts of money now every quarter of a year now. Basically. Yeah. 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 Well, hmm. we'll see how that goes for them. I don't think it's going to do well, but I've been wrong before on these sorts of things. So don't take my prediction as a Nostradamus type situation. This is one in like, for me not being a gamer, I know that Magic the Gathering, I love Magic the Gathering, I talk about it probably a lot as a card game, I know it has an online version as well. And I don't know how it's doing, I know people play it competitively, I just don't get the appeal of it because I have so many goddamn Magic cards. The thing is, you can't convert it over in any way. Like, if I bought into the game, I have to buy the game and start again from scratch, and I have hundreds of dollars of magic cards yeah that's how they get you yeah Yeah. and so but if i didn't have any of that i would totally be into collectible card games online it seems portable easy to do but i'd always wonder like i've always been a collector of physical things like growing up in an era of cds and records i still don't trust mp3s man (laughs) and and mp3s are even old now it's like the streaming services yeah everything is streaming like like, i don't want to pay someone to get unlimited songs give me my physical copy and that the government can't take it from me yeah until i break it and then i have to go back and buy another one (laughs) okay well that that was just a little bit of news that i thought you'd be interested in knowing about um i didn't 
I didn't go too far into it because artifact isn't really my thing. I'm I don't really have any interest in it, but maybe you'll come to me with information I, about it in the future. I might have to keep an eye out on them. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't get hooked on it. Like, <laughs> ugh. Okay, don't give Valve any your more money. Move, well, move I don't up. think I, I don't know Valve for anything other than like Half Life. Steam, anything you've ever purchased on Steam is Valve. Oh, they 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 own Steam. Yes, that's what Valve is. Valve is like the Half Life people, though, right? Yes, but they also made Steam. Oh, that's like Amazon. Yeah, for games. Uh, I mean, if you want to put it that way, yeah. I mean. For my, like, like where else do I go to buy video games yeah. for the computer? It's Steam. Steam. Yeah. Like, I look at Amazon, and I'm like, no, I'll just go get to Steam, Steam and get it now. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't get a physical copy, but I've gotten so used to Steam. Yeah. So yeah. Valve is behind Steam. Yes. Okay. All what right. Was, what, sorry. Tangent, <laughs> what was their last big game hit, then? Uh... They they do Dota 2, which I think we talked about. We did talk about, unless it's in a lost episode. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, but yeah. No, so before we go into the actual story here, we do want to mention that we, uh, we had technical difficulties and recorded an episode that just got completely lost due yeah. to uh we screwed technical, up yeah we were learning we screwed <laughs> up. i mean and it was i mean to be fair it was a pretty heavy episode yeah we we talked about the jacksonville uh that was the main aspect yeah, was, the, was the jacksonville and it got shootings. pretty heavy so i mean i don't we don't unfortunately have a copy of it like episode zero might exist somewhere out there but yeah, i don't think this, this one just got lost in the either yeah. so we might revisit the topic at some point, but it was a pretty draining episode to have just pretty recently disappear. from the events themselves. And yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, our condolences so go out to all the victims of the shooting. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry you guys won't get to hear that, but uh, maybe we'll try and record something similar in the future, but we'll see. OK, so the main topic today. I have a story. It's going to be story time for Harvey Z. All right. Um, related to gaming in some it way. It is related to gaming. Um, so I'm going to... It's hard for me to figure out where to start with this because there's so much... In media rays has always <laughs> been what I've been told. In okay. the middle of things. All right. In the middle of things. Are you familiar with a game called Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning? No, but I remember you tweeted a picture about this thing, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, it seemed ominous, your tweet. <laughs> what? What? Again, I, so you can follow T-Ban, and I do, but I don't always understand all your gamer tweets. Okay. I saw you tweeted, and there was a picture of Kingdoms of Amalur. Yes. No idea what it is. There was a picture of, like, a warrior-type dude. Yeah, that, that's But true. it seemed ominous, and I got a dark feeling for some reason, <laughs> and I don't know why. Well, okay, that's it's good. It's very, very ominous, this story. So the what he is talking about is that this week, and what inspired this particular story, is THQ Nordic, which is a, a game company, bought the rights to Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. From some other company that's gone out or something. From, I believe, Rhode Island. Not something, I don't think I should know. I mean, I know the state. We all know the state, hopefully. No, I'm talking about the state. Of Rhode what? Island. Owned States can own video games? Oh, we're going to get into it. So Rhode Island, the state, sold Kingdoms of Amalur. Okay, so I don't know I don't know <laughs> uh, 
A hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure on the timeline of who owned the property at the time that THQ bought it. Uh huh. But, but it was bought. It was bought. And there's Rhode Island is in this story. Rhode so. Island is involved in this story. Okay. There's one other name that you. I'm not sure you're familiar with, but you might be because you watch baseball, right? You're familiar with baseball. Oh, it's been a while, but sure. You familiar with a man named Kurt Schilling? Oh yeah. He used to have a nickname that I should know. I know he's on the. He used to be on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He had a bloody sock. Yep. Um, he's on the Red Sox. I actually don't really like Boston sports teams, so I'm prepared for that hate. So come at me, bros. Okay. Uh, please don't. Please don't. I really don't <laughs> want to get involved with the Boston stuff. Um, but I don't know if I like or dislike Kurt Schilling as a person. I mean, he was just a Red Sox player. I think he does other things too that's popped up in the news, but okay. uh, he he got really conservative in that's the last right. couple of years. He got fired from ESPN for some really bad statements. I was wondering if he had said some stuff. I didn't want to accuse him of anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. So uh, okay, okay. So here's enough. here's the setup. You've got so again now. Rhode Island is in the picture. Rhode Island baseball player, player who I think has some World Series rings. Yep. Kurt Schilling is in the picture. Is his name? No, he's not the Big Rocket. I have no. He's idea. He's a pitcher. Yes, he is. Mark McGrath? Is that the guy from like... That's Sugar Ray. That's Sugar Ray. (laughs) Mark McGuire? Mark McGuire is a hitter, yes. Was he a rocket nickname? Anyway, sorry. Sports ball. (laughs) Okay, so we've got Kurt Schilling, we've got Rhode Island, and a video game. Kingdoms of Amalur. Kingdoms of Amalur. That's our setup here. Okay. Um, Okay, so where do we begin? Let's begin in 2006. In 2006, I think that's around the time that Kurt Schilling was retiring from baseball. He was mm-hmm. old enough that it would make sense for him to continue. He had pitching. his rings. He's yeah. He had good his rings. Career. He had money. Hall of Famer type career. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he really wanted to make a massive multiplayer online RPG. Really? Yes. <laughs> he, he was a was, gamer. He was into games. He wanted. He saw. He wanted to become the next Bill Gates by financing the next most popular Kurt MMR. Yes, the he, pitcher for the Red Sox. Yes, he w- he wanted to be- make the next World of Warcraft, and this was back in 2006 when World of Warcraft was the height. Yeah, and everyone was playing World of Warcraft, and he wanted was to he make like the next one. A gamer or in it for the money? A little of both. But so he might have actually played. Yes. I just can't picture. So, okay, Harvey Z is going to be all stereotypical here, but like, gamers, nerds. Like, what is jocks? What is this classic eternal struggle? What? You know, so. I know it's changed, but Kurt Schilling. Yes, Kurt Schilling. I don't consider him new generation of gamers. My my preconceived biases and notions are all wrong. That's what we do here on Make Me a Gamer. We're, We're shattering the stereotypes. Okay, so Kurt Schilling. Really into online RPGs. Right. So he founded, so he originally founded the company, I think it was called Green Monster Games, was the original. Okay, Green Monster. Green Monster. I get the after. Red Sox uh, They eventually had to change the name because someone else was already named that or whatever. I mean, there's a giant wall. So he founded uh, 38 Studios and they started making an MMORPG. The code name was Copernicus. Copernicus. So, okay. and, they, and they started in Boston. They're they're in mm-hmm. Boston. They founded the company. And, and Boston, not in Rhode Island so far. Not in Rhode Island so far. 
let me see where to where to start here because my notes are all out of order because I was uh, picking this up from several different news articles uh, that have kind of summarized the whole thing. I'll, uh, there's a New York Times article and a Boston article, Boston Times article. This was uh, in the New York Times. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of articles about it that if you want to go online and and read more in depth with act with like specific quotes and talking to people about what happened. Uh, feel free to look this up because it's a very intriguing and interesting story. I'm just kind of going over the the highlights here to to inform Harvey Z because his face is all I'm puzzled just so right puzzled because I'm trying to figure out what kind of story exists. Kingdoms of Amalur. So maybe that I didn't know what type of game it is. Now I'm gonna guess it's an online RPG. Probably no, it's not. What the hell is Kurt Schilling doing <laughs> in all this? Then? So he's founded the studio. We started hiring people. And he's treating his employees very well. Okay. Um, good. good for him. Yeah, he wanted to make sure they had good salaries. He he. All the benefits. Yeah, he gave them good health care benefits early on. You know, it'd be it'd be like kind of one of those modern Google companies where they yeah. like take off during the middle of the day and play ultimate frisbee, taco bars, and taco trucks, and taco things all across the land. Google has that. Ta- tacos tacos i so i have a friend who works at google they get like the taco trucks come or i don't even know if they come they might even be internal google taco trucks internal google taco trucks wait i take it back <laughs> they work for facebook facebook has internal taco trucks you heard it here folks harvey z cover. we need taco trucks oh god I'm hungry now. Uh, see, I want tacos. And if we had a taco truck, would you be worried about this problem? If we had a taco truck in my room, that would be a big problem. It would. Well, obviously, you park it outside. <laughs> like they don't have the taco truck inside the Facebook. You said studio. internal. Facebook is huge. It's like multiple <laughs> buildings. Like you can have it between two buildings. I'll still call it Facebook. Uh, it is on the premises. Okay, so he's paying his employees very yes. well. <laughs> I feel like you're about to say taco truck. <laughs> he was paying his taco trucks very well. The people were well stocked. <laughs> well stocked with tacos. Um, he w- At one point for like a Christmas bonus, he gifted the every employee a new laptop. Oh. You know, so he, he he's... All the perks. So he's, he's being really nice for some reason. He felt like if, with his experience in baseball, he wanted you know, ah, he, his yeah. employees to be taken care of, um, which is good, but also... Not exactly the best thing to do as a startup company because this is okay from the ground up. He's putting his money into this. He seems naive. Then he didn't really understand how office worked worked. He wasn't sure. He he asked people like, "You guys get weekends off, right? I just want to make sure." As um, in, like, oh, we're giving you weekends off, or as in, like, that is normally what people in your job position normally you don't yes, work seven. The second one. Oh, he didn't know how. Okay. Uh, at one point, he uh, reportedly suggested that the team work for 14 days straight and then get five days off oh, because God. that's kind of kind of how baseball works. Like you guys oh, work God. and yeah. then get a couple days off. And uh, so he was um, enthusiastic, but he didn't quite. OK. And he, he was also he was a baseball player who liked video games and wanted to become the next Bill Gates. But he didn't really know anything about programming video games. He just was an idea. He, he was an idea he, guy. Okay. Because he's not a baseball manager even. No, no. He, he was, was a, a pitcher. Player. He was a pitcher. So yeah. then 
we get to so this is in 2006 and they're working and they're working and we get to around 2010 where the main part of our story happens because like for the first couple of years they're working on this copernicus four years wow yeah okay mm, that's pretty regular some games i've heard take that long i don't know yeah um so in 2010 they realized they're st- they're like their original goal was copernicus was going to come out in 2010 and okay. they're still years out they're like there's okay. no way they can but get they're this. living nice but they're living nice not a problem, boss. Yeah. Things are going on schedule. Yeah, things, just things are fine. great. So what happens is a lot of things happen in a short period of time here. In 2010, first what happens, I believe, in this timeline is they acquire another company from Maryland called Big Huge Games. Okay. Um, it's not striking any. So they were they were apparently working on an RPG and their parent company, I think this was T ironically THQ was their parent company beforehand and they weren't doing very well. So 38 studios was like, listen, we need to, this is what I thought would happen. One studio buys another studio. So they buy, they buy big, huge games and they, they get folded in under, I think it was like 75 employees get pulled. Oh, so they, they didn't just buy the property to the, the game rights. They bought like, all the people working on the game as well. well. So, so here's what happened. They, everyone came in under th- 38 Studios, and then 38 Studios got into a partnership with Electronic Arts, EA. Uh, EA. Uh, and Big Huge Games and their company kept working on this single-player RPG, like regular okay. single-person game, but sort of retooled it to use the lore and world from this the- Copernicus mmo that they're making is that kosher yes yeah okay because they're they're all under one company they're all under one company it's so all their same we're, design we're not now. stealing the ideas or anything we're no just no bar- we're not borrowing we're, we're just not... adding to the lore ourselves right it's like if someone buys a really neat idea and then turns it into a bond film like if the bond company yeah, but buys they own the story, rights to it so they just yeah they can yeah. retool it however they want to and so that's what they did i what i failed to mention here i meant to mention this earlier like kurt schilling was sparing no expense on this he brought in ra salvatore oh i know him yeah a big legend of like the fantasy writer to create the right for this world and he ra salvatore created ten thousand years of backstory for this as he (laughs) copernicus world amalore type thing Yeah. yeah so he's making this fantasy world there's going to be elves and wizards and it's all sorts of backstory and so this is so big huge's game is what becomes kingdom of kingdoms of amalur like that's okay. what so this single player rpg PG. that's going to be released that's what this is and their idea behind it is i would play a single player rpg thanks okay i'm I, intrigued I, I want this game now all right it's, so- it's out you can buy it oh it's it's it came out. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh. <laughs> um, so what their their idea is that they're going to finish this single player RPG. They're going to put this out, and it's going to do well, and it's going to give them more money and get people interested, so that they'll be able to get investors and eventually finish Copernicus and release the the real money maker, which is the MMO. Ah, and it's the same world and stuff. So it's like, hey, we're giving you a taste. Yeah. And now if you want the full, full thing, thing, come in. Ah, yeah. yeah, good, good so strategy. This, this is their plan. But they, still need, they, but they still need money. 
Um, because now they're paying more people and they're running out of funding. And are they still doing like the nice... Kurt Schilling isn't taking care of these people too, is he? Oh, he's taking care of everybody. He's being nice. Healthcare for everyone. At the same time, now we're going to switch. Rhode Island was having difficulties. The state. The state. Okay. Like they were struggling with the economy it was just general problems. state problems. Like, they, they weren't developing very well. Schilling meets the governor. Excuse me. Meets the governor of Rhode Island at some gathering or whatever. Uh-huh. And is, like, starts pitching him this idea. Because he's he's working in the middle of Austin, but no one and none of the, star, the venture capital people in Boston are really behind him. They don't see his vision. Fucking Bostonians. There you go. (laughs) Always. Uh, He's unhappy. And the governor, his name is Carcieri at the time. The governor at the time, Mm -hmm. he was like, this is going to be big. Like, if we bring in Schilling to Rhode Island, then we'll get all these new jobs. We'll be a, if he becomes the next Bill Gates, we'll be a new tech capital. So they start like fantasizing about what could be two yeah. dudes at like a governor's ball talking about the future and becoming bill gates right exactly okay and so governor goes to the lawmaking board and all everyone that's on the board is all like yeah like this is going to be a great idea video games video games that's going to be great the for the economy so they issue 75 million dollars in bonds <laughs> to 38 studios to have them relocate from massachusetts to providence rhode island okay like i know i'm not a gamer but what (laughs) (laughs) like the government actually was like no no we need to yeah this is how we're gonna save our economy and bring jobs yeah kurt schilling's massive multiplayer online vision yes is gonna totally save the state yep that's that's exactly what happened let's use our good actual bonds and pay this guy because he knows what he's doing and did they so they relocated to rhode island now so so shilling at this point he's he's invested his money eventually i think i'm not sure if he's invested this much yet but eventually he uh puts in at least 50 million of his own money into his into own the company money yes like he sank at least 50 million into the company himself um on top of the 75 million dollar in bonds um okay they re- so they're relocating rhode island's like this is going to be a tech renaissance we're this gonna this is like in 2010 or so yeah this is in 2010 and they're like well this is going to be great wow okay. um the problem was again shilling he he had visions but he didn't know how to do any really of know stuff. how to do it his so in his eyes when they're producing like this is our timeline for how that they're uh, going to stick with it and it's going to happen right he the worst case scenario was that this company would be producing a new game every two years to and to be making money okay and they've yet to produce a game and they've yet to produce a game and a game every two years is big for like the big companies okay like assassin's creed for example Ubisoft has many studios, mm-hmm. some working simultaneously just to get like uh, a new Assassin's Creed out every year. 
uh, Activision, another really big studio, has a Call of Duty every year, but that's because they have three separate studios, each working on a single game. So there's a a three-year time frame to make sure between three studios. He's got his entire studio working on this MMO that, and then like the side studio that they bought working on the single player RPG. And that's it. Like this is a startup company. This isn't a big name company with hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of employees. He's the man with a plan. He's the man with a plan. He does have a plan sort of. (laughs) And his plan is to become the next Bill Gates. Yes, that's is the ultimate. I feel like goal. a lot of people have had that, and we still have Bill Gates. Yeah, we still there have isn't Bill the Ga- next Bill Gates yet. I mean, you could argue there's Jeff Bezos or Bezos. Elon yeah. Musk or Musk is going down now. I don't think he, Musk is. No, he's definitely not the next Bill Gates. But you, we've had tech billionaires since Bill Gates. Yeah. I don't know if we've had the next Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or however we want to put it. But, okay. So Rhode Island's in now. Rhode Island has bought into the Kurt Schilling shill. Mm. The Kurt Schilling pitch? I mean, shill isn't a... It's uh, So... He believes in it, so it's he not a shill. It. It's, 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 it's Kurt Schilling's pitch. It's That's, his pitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Straight down the middle. Yeah. Casey's he, at he, bat. He he's believes in this. He wants okay. it. So this isn't... A, he's not trying to steal money. He is... The way you said that, ominous feelings again. <laughs> okay. So a couple people were speaking out against it. Um, one In the Rhode per- Island government? In the Rhode Island government. Okay. Uh, one person who was running for treasurer and who eventually got elected to treasurer uh-huh. was like, listen, if he's already in Boston and Boston has a big tech standing and already. Succeeded. And one, they still haven't succeeded. And two, he can't find any investors in Boston. So why are, like, what is this? Yeah, it's too why good are we to be this? true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the other, another person who was running for governor named Chaffee, like, who, and then eventually became governor, but he was running to mm-hmm. be elected for governor, was also speaking out against him, like, this isn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, and Common sense people. Sounds fair. Um, did the state listen? No. So, Schilling and 38 Studios, they all moved to Rhode Island. Tacos for everybody in Rhode Island. Tacos for everybody in in Rhode Island. They, part of the incentive was that they would take over the mortgages of their old, like the studio took on the mortgages of their old home in Boston so they could move to Uh Providence to make sure they could... Like, and they would take care of the selling process. It was kind of an incentive to be like, hey, come with us. Uh-huh. We so, totally got this. I mean, where's the financial guy in Kurt Schilling's group going, hmm? Um, hmm. Um, uh, well, I, I'm not sure because the financial guy going, hmm, doesn't show up in any of these news articles. <laughs> the, so other was, yeah, the other thing was... Yeah, I'm listening to this and this doesn't sound... Part of it is... Their deal with for the seventy five million is that they're going to be creating new jobs. They're not, not just transplanting everyone. We're going to bring Boston. in our seventy five jobs. Yeah, we're we're bringing new people in, so they have to hi- they keep hiring more people. They and hire those guys got to get healthcare and all that stuff because Kurt Schilling is still being yeah. generous. Yeah, he's still being generous. His so employees. Rhode Island is getting some profit, maybe, maybe in this eh, or those people. Maybe, but they they, they did generate jobs for okay. a little so while. So they did do that. 
a little while. For a little while. It was basically said that in 2010-2011 area, they were burning through about a couple million dollars a month. Like, that's how much okay. the studio was going through. It was, uh, it was not good. But the single-player game was on track. Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So in that's the Maryland studio. They didn't have to move to Rhode Island, did they? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on that, so okay. I don't want to say yeah. one way or the other. So in 2011, there was a lot of... I, I told you about the hiring. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bring a lot of people in. Uh, New jobs. Kurt Schilling was basically giving a title around to anyone that wanted it when he was hiring them. Like uh-huh. they, There was this funny quote from the... I think it's the Boston Times article where he was like, yeah, the, some co-worker or employee or anonymous employee was like people were going around saying like oh you're the vp of donuts yeah i'm the vp of lunch <laughs> like it was just every okay. anyone you get a title you, you get, get a, a title, title. we get all a... get a title and i like kurt schilling's hotspot right now like, this is... <laughs> all right he, he, i mean a man with a plan yeah he, he's he's following his dream except he still doesn't quite get it because he would hire all these people, but then they were all executives, so they would all argue with each other over how to actually do things. Ah. Uh, so the, so employees would get differing orders from people. Sometimes Kurt Schilling would come in and directly tell somebody to do something okay. that contradicted other management, but they had to... I mean, he was the, the founder. multi-tier they boss to, system. Yeah. yeah so it, it was starting to get confusing. People weren't really sure. Like, this mm-hmm. was... It was it was a bad situation. Um, people still were like getting the benefits. People were still like, yeah. okay, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, and he's the, taking care. The company of us. seemed, or the people, the employees would seem happy getting all of at least the health care, all of that stuff. They're not complaining yet. No, no, they're not complaining. In fact, they don't ever get a chance to really complain. We'll get to that. Ominous. <laughs> so, in February of two thousand twelve. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur comes out. Oh. It is released. Like, the, the single-player game gets released. I actually played it. I got it at the time. I played through it. Was it R.A. Salvatore, all that stuff? I mean, no. It was a perfectly serviceable game in that the combat was fun. It had a lot of, like, interesting abilities. Like, you had this typical mage, rogue, wizard uh-huh. kind of classes. You could upgrade your skills you could switch at any time if you wanted to like i think i was a rogue for about half the game and then switched to a mage for the second half is but it like a group or you're a single person it's a single like, person oh not really a tactical you, you element or a final yeah, fantasy no, you don't you don't get a what's the hook or the selling point of the game like, i mean there wasn't really other than r.a salvatore created ten thousand yeah, yeah. years of backstory it was a fantasy rpg like, I don't remember anything about the story. It was... Did you beat the game? Yes, I beat it. It was a perfectly generic fantasy story that was in a video game. I had, like, the combat was fun. It looked pretty. Okay. But that was it. All right. I guess that's the best you can hope for sometimes in the gaming I mean, world. It was, it was their first... It was a first yeah. effort at a game, and it actually sold 1.5 million units. Okay. Which is respectable for a first game. But when you put in a hundred and... 50 million in the back well that's for everything else too now we're gonna we're phase two now copernicus is coming right well 
we'll get to that. <laughs> so for 1.5 million units in, in 90 days, I believe, oh. was not a bad selling, but they needed to sell 3 million to break even. Ooh. Like at this point, the, the money that they had sunk into everything, they needed 3 million just to like stay afloat. Okay. Halfway in 90 days. Okay. So we're going to go back to Rhode Island here a little bit because there's a, a little bit of confusion on their part because from September 2010 until May 2012, which is mm-hmm. after the, the, ga- the first game, Kingdom of Amalur was released, Rhode Island didn't investigate or keep track of what 38 Studios was doing at all. They just were like, we, he's going to make jobs and he's going to save our economy. Well, so there was confusion on the board because apparently there was a IBM consulting arm that they thought was going to report to them if things were looking bad or like if they needed to be uh-huh. worried about the money. What actually was happening was that the IBM consulting arm worked for 38 Studios. Tacos! Not the state, which means... The arm never submitted anything to the they state. They had no incentive to do so. Right. Kurt they, Schilling is taking care of his people. Right. I mean, they're... I the, mean, why this, bite the hand that feeds you? They... So they didn't get anything. So they didn't get any okay. news about how this company was okay, kind of... no uh, news. Not even though, like, things are fine. They weren't lied to either, though. No, they didn't keep They just didn't hear anything. So okay. the governor... I think the new governor, Chaffee, at some point, like, visited the studio. But this was back in, like, 2010 when he was uh-huh. elected. And they're like, yeah, okay, I don't know anything about video games. You yeah, do you. I mean- you do you. So he comes out, this governor, comes out and publicly says, like, this game was a flop. This game was a bad investment. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, he, I mean- he says it's the worst investment in the history of Rhode Island. Um, he smack talks and... I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is weird, though. You don't really have states complaining about their video game investments normally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, Rhode Island. Like, <laughs> you might be complaining about them, but who bought a video game company to save their... But anyway, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Worst investment for you guys, Rhode Island. I mean, Here. to be fair, the investment was done before he was governor, too. Yeah, I mean, so blaming the previous person, the administration. Yeah, anyway. that's, that's just typical politics. That's part, yeah, that's politics. So he... Like publicly says that this is is a bad thing. Comes out and says it, and later on, Kurt Schilling will say that it's because of this that the company goes under. Oh, oh, because we did nothing wrong. Because the governor, according to him, he has a meeting. He had a meeting set up for the next day for like a a potential investor oh. that will give him a bunch more money. But they got cold feet and backed out due to Very what gov- governor speech. Uh, what the governor said, and when interviewed, the company is like, uh, "No, like, Ooh, com- we we don't we don't we declined." To, it was a it was a, one of those PR. We declined to comment, but as far as we knew, there was no deal being made. So it's a kind of he said she He's said at one that per- point. Yeah, he uh, Shillings remains adamant that man with a plan. Yeah, he he dream. had he had someone on the line, but they but anyone who was interested backed out when the governor spoke out against him and it was the governor's fault. Uh-huh. <sighs> I'm waiting for litigation. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh point. god. Thank god for the USA. <laughs> um so then after the after all this, uh we get to the sad part of this story. Uh-huh. So on May 24th, 2012, 
the entire 38 studios gets laid off via email. Why? Uh, okay. Like, just like that? At this point, they're $150 million in debt. They only have $22 million in assets. Uh-huh. Um, they, the, on May 1st of Didn't 2012, like, yeah. they had to repay a certain amount of the Rhode Island loan and couldn't. So they defaulted on the entire $75 million. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was like about to say, like, oh, not even half or half pay or maybe like every other day tacos or. No. It they, was just no tacos for anybody. Yeah. They, Everybody um, goes home. They got laid off May 24th. They had not been paid since the end of April um, because yeah. they didn't have any money anymore. Suddenly, everyone didn't have health care. Their yeah. 401k was frozen. Oh, it's um, not even one of those like, oh, two weeks notice or we're going to go on. Oh. No, just suddenly nothing. And on top of that, the company that was in charge of all those mortgages that uh-huh. um, some of them had those houses hadn't sold. And suddenly people had stuff in Rhode Island and mortgages in Boston that they had to pay because the company didn't sell their houses. So... They're like, oh, well, you're, we're not getting paid anymore, so here's your mortgage back. Ouch. Like, at first I was like, oh, the employees are just getting, they have it super easy. They're getting all the money, all the benefits. Kurt Schilling is a fool. Those guys are living on High Street, and then suddenly, oh. Yeah, then suddenly just nothing. The party ends. Yeah, party and, was over with. And they probably were not expecting that or having some idea or preparing for that already. Or no, because they, they, had, uh, up, they hadn't had any notification of this. Um, a couple weeks before, they had gotten really excited because they had heard they, there were rumblings, mm-hmm. especially due to the governor announcing. So like, okay, we're going to put out a trailer on YouTube oh for Project Copernicus, because we're still real proud of this. We want people to see this work. And they were super excited about putting the trailer out, and then, like, a week later, everything gets shut down. Bummer. Yeah, yeah it, it it was bad. It was a big... At the time, it was a big controversy... Not controversy, but... Story? Story, because the game had just come out in February. Oh, yeah, like, Amalur. And, and, yeah. and Amalur had come out in February, and, you know, it, it sold well. It, mm-hmm. it, re- it reviewed average, but it was seen as a good first attempt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what the studio does. They've just made a real decent game with a little polish, and, you know, yeah. they can make something even better. And then suddenly in May, the entire studio closes, and in June they declare bankruptcy. All and right. It's, it's because on top of the Reckoning game... They had still been chasing this Copernicus, and they still had it years. They, like, they had environments and, and things like that, but it was still years off, uh-huh. despite having technically worked on it since 2006. That's where I'm like, okay, like, how detailed is your Copernicus? Like, How long I, did it take to make World he, of Warcraft? He wanted it to be the next World of Warcraft. He wanted it to be the next Bill Gates. Okay. So, yeah. So then we got into um, court stuff. Cause litigations because like, now bankruptcy yeah the 38 studios declared bankruptcy Gotta pay uh, they, the man. they defaulted on their loan uh so rhode island was in trouble um 38 studios ended up cleared of criminal charges in 2016 okay so they they weren't charged with criminal stuff but 
Civil suits kept uh-huh. going. The uh, final defendant in the civil suit settled in February 2017 Ooh. for $16 million. Oh. And so the total settlement across all the civil suits was $61 million. Uh, and this was in regards to like employees and probably know, those like mortgage kind of things are screwing them out. Or, yeah. Like yeah, just exactly. leaving them out in the cold, no warning. Okay. Um, Schilling ended up paying Rhode Island $2.5 million. Okay. That's... Which is a lot less than he owed them. Yeah, like the 50000 If he put in $50 million already and $2 million on top of that, okay. Yeah. That's he, not too bad. He walked away pretty easy, I would think. I, he, he said that he pretty much put in most of what he made. Like, oh, so he, he didn't, was making money, too. He didn't... Ha- well, no. He, what I mean is from his baseball career. Oh, oh. He had put in, invested most of his baseball career earnings into this. Oh. Yeah. He did not come out of it great either. Ah, uh, I uh, see. Yeah. The SEC, SEC charged um, a Rhode Island agency and the and Wells Fargo with defrauding investors. Like the... Ah, uh, Wells Fargo, a bank that's been a lot in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a... Um, okay. Th- that happened to... Uh, the governor, I don't think, won re-election. Uh, he, he, was, he, he was not super popular, uh-huh. um, even though he did speak out against it. And, uh, yeah. He spoke so, out against it, but he was... I mean, he, he, was, he was unpopular for other reasons, too, I believe. From yeah, but he also was the one who hired them in the first place, wasn't he? Or are you no, talking no, about the second guy? The second governor. The second guy who complained about it. Yeah. Still got kicked out. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, basically, the he Schilling had an idea... He, Man with a plan. He, yeah, he he shot for the stars and uh, really missed, like just missed. way off course. And took down a whole bunch of people with him. Yeah, because he he didn't ever start small. He didn't want. He wanted to have yeah. the World of Warcraft without the Warcraft. <laughs> just the world. Yeah. Well, but I like he never made a small. He was not attempting to make a small game ever. I mean, if you keep saying I want to be the next Bill Gates, I want to be the next World of Warcraft. From day one, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. He he just he didn't he didn't really know what he was doing. That's where I'm like, who really is to blame for all this, or is it one of those like, man, we were all the ones who made the mistake? Um, I think Kurt Schilling is to blame for a lot of it. Rhode Island was I mean, kind of an idiot too. The entire state, yeah, I mean, like the entire governing body tried to. Get rid of quick off of the video game, right? Yeah, it was. <sighs> but so this is where I I was like, I'm not sure if Rhode Island got the rights to the game, uh-huh. due to all the 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 shit going down. But like they own the comp, well, the company was in them when they yeah, defaulted yeah, and all yeah. of that stuff. So somehow this game is affiliated with with Copernicus Rhode and I guess Kingdoms of Amalur, yeah, with Rhode Island because yeah. they had. Purchase this to get out of their whole economic fiasco. Yeah. Okay. So now THQ Nordic has bought the rights to both Kings of Amalur and Project Copernicus if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they go back and buy the rights? Like, I mean, they were like, oh, it, it wasn't not a bad game. It was shiny. It needs some polish. We are a polished company. Why I mean, not? Or the, So THQ is its own story, actually. It would be it might be interesting to go into it, but... In a in a brief summary, THQ went bankrupt, 
um, they all kind of left and then ended up regrouping in another company called Nordic. Uh-huh. And then they renamed the company THQ Nordic and started buying up random old properties. Okay. They brought they brought bought up a lot of previously THQ owned stuff that didn't sell. Yeah. Um they've bought some random stuff. The Kings of Amalur is it seems like they bought it so they could possibly remaster it and put it out again. Oh, like polish it up and make it a better system or whatever. And, yeah. But not make Kingdoms of Amor 2. But... Probably not. But on the other hand, maybe. We don't know. And I mean, maybe if they're going to go for... Why not grab Project Copernicus as well if uh, you're going to get that yeah. that Salvatore lore. Yeah, the, the Salvatore lore. So yeah, so that that is a... Uh... That is a weird story in that... Yeah. Involved... <laughs> Hall of Fame, basically baseball pitchers. The state, the of, state Rhode, of Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. And like, okay, a I guess a semi-decent single-player RPG. <laughs> but the whole story is about actually a massive multiplayer online game that, that never that, existed. Yeah, that, that failed. Well, we don't know now. THQ Nordic, I mean, hey. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll see Project Copernicus soon. Who knows? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So I I just I saw the news article about that. Like, this how week. did you even think about her? This is is well, this something that gamers know about? I mean, I knew I knew about it at the time. Okay. Like I I I mean, I it would, sounds like that layoff thing was a pretty big deal. Yeah, the layoff thing was a pretty big deal. That um pretty much inspired the investigation of some people into it. Like, why did they just suddenly? Uh, like they had a decent game come out yeah. and made okay, decent so sales. Okay, so you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes or Kurt Schilling being involved. You're just like, oh, a video game company released a game, and suddenly that... fired everybody. Wait, Kurt Schilling, the state of Rhode Island. What? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Healthcare benefits and taco? What? Yeah, yeah. That's that's basically what it was at the time. Um, and it was it was just so weird. It's one of those like, yeah. You don't if if I tell you Kurt Schilling, Rhode Island, massively multiplayer online RPG. Like that part threw me just from the beginning. Just the Kurt Schilling and the <laughs> massive like what games does he play? What I mean, I'm assuming he's a gamer now. It did, but he had an idea. But his idea kept to be the next Bill Gates. Yeah. Get yeah. rich quick off of video games. Yeah. He he wanted to be a tech empire guy and just didn't know how to do it, he but he convinced an entire state to buy in. Now, he convinced the governor of the state, who then convinced the board of the directors of the I state. Mean, I don't think the entire state was happy with this. <laughs> I wonder if that was on the ballot at some point. Like, did you have to vote in one of those small local government? Vote for Kurt one? Schilling. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's an interesting and weird story that. Yeah, you're right. I had no idea it existed or knew anything about. I was curious why you were like Kingdoms of Amalur. Huh? <laughs> Back in the news. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thought it was It was a fun ride. Yeah, it it's one of the it has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's uh interesting. Not not all insights into video game development are as weird as that one but that was that, weird enough to like yeah. we need to talk about it yeah that one that's, that gets its own podcast I, I that was a fun not fun 
but I gotta, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Interesting. Just quirky. In, quirky. Quirky is a good word. Like, it is a weird thing about the gaming industry, and I didn't even think about, like, that sort of thing occurs, or, like, the people running these things are, like, sometimes celebrities. Well, I mean, I think all of us, at some point or another, maybe we're 12, maybe we're 40, go kind of go, I can make a video game. I have a good idea for a video game. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'll admit I've had ideas for video games or stories or things like that. And it's like, but I could never figure out like, oh, well, I just can't program. I can't. But maybe if I knew someone who could. I'll just hire people and they can I'll just program hire it. People. I'll be the idea guy. It's, I just need $50 million from I mean, Rhode Island. How much do those professional gaming people make? I'll just go and join this DC team. Harvey Z's DC Overwatch team. Harvey ZC? Harvey DC. Oh, no. Harvey ZDC. We're going to have to workshop this, people. <laughs> we could make... I, I'm i just another man with a plan. And if Kurt Schilling can convince an entire state to buy in, <laughs> maybe I can convince whatever DC is. Well, has Harvey Z won a World Series? In my mind. <laughs> I can't even say in... I don't play I think baseball that might games. have helped Kurt Schilling uh, convince people. One day. That's the dream. I need to convince a state to buy into my ideas. Either that or we need a taco truck. Ah, damn it. <laughs> we need a taco truck on this damn podcast. Why? What? No. We don't need a taco truck. For the company. Health benefits. What's Harvey Z's health benefits? I just realized. <laughs> like, Kurt Schilling's giving all his people this. You have one, maybe two, three of us here? Yeah, I offered you a PS4 and you declined. Oh, 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 we're going to get into this right here. Oh, we're going to get into this. Okay, okay. You brought it up and you're That's asking. That's fair. I, I, I have no refusal of that. I just I have to work a lot and I don't have time <laughs> to play video games. I, I have a lot of computer games to play. I'm sorry, people. This is behind the curtain scenes. Yeah, no, I I tried. I, I offered him. I... I dangled spider-man right in front of his face i don't think you dangled spider-man per se i, I told you i have an extra copy of spider-man that i can give you with the oh, ps4 came with the... no no harvey z does not give in to temptation harvey z is a man of his word <laughs> and principles and he has to work he okay. has to make a living and i don't want to i don't want to put you in a position of Temp tempting me to quit my job and go join the yeah. overwatch <laughs> trials <laughs> All right. Well, um, so that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our, our retelling of the Kingdoms of Amalur saga and 38 Studios. Uh, where can they find you on the internet, Harvey Z? At the... At... No, wait. Damn it. <laughs> I, did, I rehearsed the beginning. I didn't rehearse the ending. He never remembers his own Twitter account. It's... The Z is silent with an A for the E in the... T-H-A... Z is silent? The Z is silent. You can figure it out. Hashtag Harvey Z. Find me that way. Oh, dude, why didn't I? No, other people can hashtag that too. Damn it. Yeah, just the Z is silent with an A. The Z is silent with an A. Should, eventually, you can just say that. I keep forgetting. You keep putting <laughs> me on the spot. I need to rehearse that at the end of the show. Where can they find you then? Uh, they can find me at T Man Plays Games on Twitter. Uh, my writing is at tmanwrites.com. 
And of course, you can always find the podcast at Make Me a Podcast on Twitter if you want to follow that. And we'll let you know when new podcasts are going up. At this point, we should have a regular schedule that you probably know better than us. But we're still kind of in the, the beta stage of setting up everything for uploads and getting the schedule down for me editing the podcast and getting them ready to for you guys to hear but you probably know better than us at this point uh if you've been listening at all so you probably can look back on the previous couple episodes and see what was the schedule of how we released it you figure it out we can't do all the work for you listen we we trust that we're idea men here yeah yeah we're the idea men you guys are rhode island Ooh. Well, <laughs> on that note, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, they should be. I mean, let's promise them taco trucks in the future. Okay, you, you're the what? No, they're the studios. They're the what? They're the studios. They're there are people working for us, right? Or no? Do they? Do we work for? Them? No, they're the people. Kurt Schilling's people. We're not in charge of the people that listen to us, aren't we? <laughs> what have you been doing for the last half an hour? What? I'm talking to them, not not us. I know what we've been doing. We've been talking to them for like more than half an hour. But <laughs> if they were listening to us for the last half an hour and they're listening to this argument, they've been working for us. Okay. But they haven't paid us. No, wait. How do we make money? Crap. We need to figure this stuff out. Oh, God. All this right. is why we're in beta. Yeah, we This is why we're in beta. Sign off. I'm T-Man. Do I have a sign off? I mean, it's your boy, Harvey Z. Goodbye and good night. Um, Later. Adios, Helldivers. East Coast, Beast Coast.